back to episode three of Live Ball Podcast, the podcast about everything tennis. Uh, today, I think we're going to talk a little bit about junior competitive tennis, high school tennis, and some of the interesting things we've seen in players, some good stuff, some bad stuff, and everything in between. Yeah, I have a video here. Um, let's see if we can play it here. Let's see come on up. Ooh, that's loud. Sorry, I'll turn it down. <laughs> Jeez, but well, I mean, it, it just emphasized. I mean, the kids it was, it was a, it's a quick video um, of these two kids. They have a really long rally. I just, it's, it's not interesting, obviously, to listen to two balls go back know, and forth, back and yeah. forth. So I just edited the last part. But basically, these two kids are they're pretty good. But you they, know? they can't How, be ten, maybe younger than that. I, I think, think they're younger than that. Like the racket's almost as big as yeah. They they're are. pretty young, um, but they're obviously playing something competitive and. They have a really long point, really good point. One of them falls on the ground and then gets lobbed. And the yell you hear there is the kid who loses, and he is in tears. He's screaming and... Uh, crying. He's crying. He's full-blown tears. Um, and that, I, I think we want to talk about junior tennis today in, in, in all aspects of it. And I think we have a couple of different unique looks at it now as yeah. we're older um i mean obviously we were junior tennis players right. so we were the ones crying at some point and being ridiculous i don't know did you ever cry or anything during a match like that or i don't think i've ever cried during a match i do remember crying after a match mm-hmm. but it was rare i mean i was i my anger never manifested itself in tears it was more like let me go let me go away. kick something or yeah scream at some angry kid yeah, you know, I had a lot of issues. Wow. No, I'm kidding. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I mean, <laughs> that's for a different podcast. Yeah. Oh, wait, we already talked about mental health, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was the first episode. If you want to go back and listen, no, to, I really wasn't. I really wasn't uh, that bad. But I mean, I definitely wasn't a crier. That wasn't the way it worked for me. But I knew a ton of players that I played that cried. We were like younger me. for sure. No, I don't remember you crying. Yeah, well, I'm sure I, you didn't. Did I you? Did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, during a match. Oh yeah. Did yeah. you really? I used to cry a lot during. I, not a lot, but like. I certainly don't remember that. Um, I don't think during matches, actually. I take that back. But yeah. afterwards, lots oh, of tears. Oh, for sure, afterwards. Lots of tears. Yeah. Um, I, it'll be like, I think it would also just be because I was just so tired. You know, sometimes yeah. from some of the longer matches, you, know, right. you just are so exhausted that your body's just like releasing itself and yeah. you just can't hold back anymore. Well, like we talked about before, it, it would show up if I thought someone cheated me. Oh, yeah. Like angry tears. Right. Like, like, this is unfair. Uh, 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 I played amazing. He cheated me. This is not fair. Yeah. This is, like, awful. I remember. I mean, that, that yeah. was the thing for sure. I distinctly remember crying. Um, I was up. This was at the, the qualifier tournament. I was up 5-0 in the third set. Oh, no. The kid double faults on match point, but... I you gave don't, it to him, didn't I you? don't want it to oh. end on a double fault. So I've we seen play out the movie. point. I lose the point, lose the game, lose the match. <laughs> oh, that's and awful. And I put a towel over my head, and I think I cried for like two straight hours. Because it was also, I think, the match, if I would have won that match, the I would have gone to the close. Oh. I think I still ended up going anyway, but... You know oh. what, though? I mean, those are the kind of matches that, that was, make you never want to play again. I, I so upset. They just gut you, because you're like, how is that even possible? Yeah. I remember crying after State semifinals my sophomore year because i mean we ended up winning as a team but right i lost pretty bad in yeah. the semis like i lost uh 
you know, it's an important match. It was really right. close, and I felt like I let the team down. You know, that was more so when it would show up for me as if I felt like I let the team down. Whenever I lost for me, I didn't really care. I mean, I did, but it wasn't like, you right. know, whatever. But when I felt people relying on me and I let them down, oh, I, I couldn't bear that. That was that's too much. Brutal. And I remember being, gosh, probably, and this is college, so it's more than junior, you know, past juniors, but I remember being in college and getting a wrist injury my senior year, and we were really tough as a team, and we had some aspirations and some things we thought we could do. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't contribute a couple matches because my wrist was so bad. Um, and that was awful because it was out of my control. And yeah, lost yeah. to kids I shouldn't lose to. And I mean, yeah. that's, that's awful yeah. too. Yeah, and also the beer you were drinking too probably didn't, <laughs> it didn't help. help and, it know. didn't help, you know. No, yeah. no. Certainly yeah, senior didn't. year of college was a, that was a joke. Uh, well, well, not only that, but you have to remember. I'm if, so over it. If you point. played as much as we did, and that yeah. includes tournaments on the weekends, private lessons, group lessons, high school tennis, yeah. into college. I mean, it was 18 years of your life tennis all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, and so by the time you get to a senior year in college, you're almost, for me anyways, I divorced tennis as a senior yeah. in college. I was so done with it. Yeah. It consumed so much of my life at that point, and then it felt... I'd lost a lot of passion for it because oh, it yeah. just wasn't. I was burnt out. And you know what it was for me was it got to the point that when you won, it was expected. Mm-hmm. And when you lost, it was devastating. Right. So even the winning wasn't satisfying enough to keep, to refill your tank. Yeah. When you won, it yeah. was like, that's what you're supposed to do, you know? And mm-hmm. when you lost, it was like, you are awful. So it just, that's it lost a lot sense. of its, you know. Yeah. No, so. that makes sense. Um, yeah. You and I have a, a little bit different, uh, perspective have seen have seen junior tennis now as uh, adults i would say me i've i've run some tournaments um and you you as a uh, a high school coach yeah now yeah are were um to be determined i guess if you're gonna come back but oh no i resigned oh Okay. All right. You heard it here, folks. No. Yeah, I wish it was. I wish yeah. it was live. No. Right. Everybody knows. All the Allegan kids. Shout out to Allegan Tennis. <laughs> shout out to Allegan Tennis. We're shouting out to Allegan Tennis at every single episode. We're going to. Yeah. Because they're the only ones listening. Every, yeah, it's the only people that would even kind of listen. Maybe. Shout out Tigers. <laughs> Tigers Tennis. So. Um. But oh my gosh, how horrible would it be if we just literally only talked about Allegan Tennis? Oh my. God. Well, I would like love a it. Very niche. Yeah, I know. Such a niche. I would love it because that's all I ever end up doing, I feel like. Well, it's... But for everybody who's not an elegant tennis player... Yeah, everyone's like... I.E. you, that would a, be awful. What's an elegant? <laughs> right. Yeah. No kidding. Uh, but yeah, I remember as a, as a tournament director, I, I got roped into running some uh, Midwest national level tournaments. And one tournament in particular that stands out to me was I got to do a 10 and under... Level oh, three awful. Midwest uh, tournament, which I, after running it, I determined that those level of tournaments should be illegal. Yeah. They should be in Congress. There should be a bipartisan bill that has passed that says if you are 10 and younger, you're only allowed to play tournaments within your club, with your friends. You are not allowed to travel from uh, different states to show up to this tournament with your psycho parents see that's what i think i would do <laughs> what i would do is i'd allow the tournament i'd allow the tournament but no parents allowed yeah only players Ban and the tournament parents. directors no fans yeah. no parents no coaches because yeah, you better run a 
thorough background check on those tournament directors. <laughs> well, I mean, well, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but I mean, it, it, at that age, that, that that video we just watched with that boy exploding and screaming, and yeah, that's from that's from mom and dad and coach. I mean, he doesn't create that himself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it should still be real fun at that age. Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely kids I think who naturally put a lot of pressure on themselves, but I guess that you're right that that has to stem from somewhere. It's got to stem. Right? Someone told him somewhere along the line it was unacceptable to lose. Yeah, you know, or or had some adverse reaction after they did lose, mm-hmm. and and that stuck with the kid for right. a while and stuff right. like that. So, um, yeah, I remember. First off, the rampant cheating that was going oh. on. I, I, and, and you know tennis. what? I don't even know if it was cheating uh, at that age. I'm talking about like the 10-year-old tournament again. Oh, really? I think it was just straight up like the kids were just like, they didn't know how to call lines. Call lines yeah. You know? That happens and, too. Yeah, exactly. And it does come with some experience. Sure. You know, you see so many balls and making your own calls that you just get more experience of what in, what's in and what's out. Right. Um, and then it goes into the parents fighting each each other fighting me um i don't even care i'll say this but the person who was putting on the tournament did not know what they were doing uh, or a very cheaped out i think on a lot of different aspects right and, um hired as little people as he could have for a massive undertaking and uh that would always put me in a bad position as, yeah. as a tournament director because i'd be very shorthanded i'd, I'd be behind um, I'd look like I didn't know what I was doing. So parents jumped on that obviously. Yeah. Um, and that's not to say every single parent is horrible, but you right. know, only like 90% of them were horrible. So <laughs> yeah, and the sad thing about it is you want to take the parents and shake them and go, you do understand that even though Timmy won this tournament, he's not getting a wild card to the open. You yeah. Know, they, he's they, taking they, home a plastic 100% trophy. 100% they think that this plastic trophy, like you said, is, is their ticket to a D1 scholarship. It's ridiculous. Or, it's so frustrating. And and what's sad about it is it ruins tennis for a lot of kids. I know so many kids who had so much talent and ability, but mom and dad burned them out. And mm-hmm. so by the time they hit 15 or 16, it's like, don't want anything to do with it. Right. Don't want anything to do with it. And that's so sad that people right. take that they're, away. They're at that stage when we were in senior. Exactly. Senior year of college. Exactly. And they're there at like 12 right. or 11 or something exactly. like that. Yeah, we had a... Um, young girl and i don't think this was a parent related thing but just burnout in general but there was a a girl in my area um who kind of shot up the usta rankings pretty pretty hardcore and like the 12s and stuff and got to like national tournaments and whatnot she went down to florida to train at an academy and i think she was there for like two weeks and after that i don't think she picked up a racket until she was like 17 yeah i played a kid in in um (laughs) college actually that won the orange bowl Really? As a 12-year-old, maybe. And wow. I had some, I, I think he, I don't know what caused it, but he stopped playing. Just dropped his racket after that for a number of years and picked it up when he was like 19 or 20 and got a scholarship to this tiny little Division three in Illinois. And he was a was Russian. Was he still good? He was tough. He was tough. Um, and I remember talking to him after the match, and he had won the Orange Bowl and um, wanted nothing to do with tennis for a long, long time. Wow. Um, and... You know, it, it's so disappointing when you see that. And it's so sad when the parents live vicariously through their kids. It's yeah. just like, you know, and particularly they, that, at that they, age. I like it when they dress like tennis players to the tournament. All know? the dads that show up yeah. and like and are like decked f- out. Full on like rough and adult Is that not so gear? funny? I remember, I remember showing up to tournament, junior tournaments, and somebody's dad would be like, 
in brand new um, barricade shoes. Yeah. I'm like, are you playing? <laughs> Literally, though, I'm like, are you? I mean, I'm waiting for him to walk out in the warm up, yeah. and I'm like, this is hilarious to me. Meanwhile, my dad's over in like flip flops yeah. and like jean shorts, and like a tiger's like, cut off. Yeah, like eating a hot dog. You know what I mean? It's like it, he's not warming me up. Yeah, and um, which I actually, I, I was always very appreciative of that because my parents let it be my thing, and it wasn't their thing, you know. And when I lost, I lost, and when I won, I won. It wasn't somehow a family loss or a family i mean it was just right it's it was a kid playing a sport he liked and they left it at that and so many other parents yeah. make it so bigger than that right. it's ridiculous yeah i uh i heard a i was talking to this guy who used to be a chair umpire at the orange bowl yeah He'd go down there and since this is a, it's an international tournament right or the, i believe or so the easter bowl or one of those i think two. that's I think right like people from across the world come and play it but uh he said just even like from other countries the physical abuse they don't hide that one bit Isn't like they will beat their kids for for Jeez. losing and he said there was a young lady from i don't i don't even want to speculate where from but not from america yeah and uh she lost a match this is like a 12 13 year old girl yeah dad's just wailing on her in the parking lot they had to call the cops and 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 uh I mean, you hear with the pros too. Some of oh, the, yeah. some of their parents, how insane they were. I mean, Mary Pierce, I think, had yep. one of the most notoriously horrible dads. I think remember like reading a story about making her walk home from yeah. a tournament after losing. I mean, he, Andre's dad. Andre's was dad not was great. intense. I remember Capriati's dad was yeah. intense. She she burnt out pretty early mm-hmm. too. And and then who, I'm trying to remember her name. The Australian tennis player. Um, is it Yelena Dokic? Dokic, yeah. And her dad, I think, was suspended right. from the tour. Wasn't even allowed to be around. I think I don't he think. was, yeah, straight up kicked off the tour. And then we had, you know, we watched a video on Bernie Tomic too. Yeah, yep. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think we've kind of maybe talked about this before too, but uh how maybe because our parents were so nice to us and, and stuff with tennis that uh, maybe we didn't achieve all we could. That's maybe probably we true. a little bit. Yeah. I, I mean, don't want to say abuse, but like maybe we needed a little maybe, kick in the ass. Yeah, I could have used it, yeah. you know? an actual kick in the ass would have been nice a couple of those <laughs> yeah, matches. Yeah. No, I think that's true. Um, but I think from, you know, I think from my parents' perspective, it was like if, you know, if you don't want it, then you don't deserve it. And that's true. You know, and it was like, we're not going to be the ones to light the fire under you because it's not frankly, whatever. You're not going to do it. They understand that like as a parent, you're probably not going to be able to do that anyway. And And frankly, if you do it more then you're going to piss off the kid even more. And if I had to assume it was, it was probably somehow intertwined to a life lesson. You know, it's like, I'm not going to make you go to work every day. I'm not going to make you go to college. I mean, like you got to have that ambition yourself. Right. And so, you know, if you exactly. want to go to the tournament, I mean, I, it's funny you say that. I was, I was experiencing a little burnout a couple of times in high school because you know you go to your fifth USTA weekend tournament in a row, and all your buddies are out at the beach, and you're like, ugh, I want to do that. I don't want to go to some right. tournament in Ohio yeah. and play some mm-hmm. kid who's cheating me or something. Mm-hmm. And I remember my dad telling me one time because there was one tournament I went to, I didn't remember what it was, and played awful, and because I didn't want to be there, mm-hmm. and he pulled me aside and he's like, listen. If you don't want to do this, we're not going to do this. He's like, because that's my weekend too. He's like, it's my weekend. He's like, we paid for it. He's yeah, like, you think I want to? Money. You think I want to drive to Ohio and watch you? You know, be a punk and not play? 
He's like, no. He's like, so if mm-hmm. you want to play, just let me know. Yeah. He's like, I'm not signing yeah. you up for tournaments unless you want to do it. Yeah. So. Yeah. And unfortunately, parents don't do that enough. Yeah, that's true. You know, but so the one the one thing that also drove me nuts at that ten year old tournament was was um, parents carrying and this is such an irrational thing carrying the bags for the kids. Oh my like gosh! Carrying you're the me. tennis bags like onto the court, they would carry it on there. They would get done with the match, they'd carry their tennis bag off the like. I don't know why, but that that irked me so much. It's like Jacob's racket that weighs two pounds is gonna like dislocate well, his shoulder or something. All these kids have bags the size of them. They have yeah, like I mean, tiny five rackets, even right. though they probably never broken a string in their right. life. And then, yeah, their their dad or mom or whatever would take the. Oh my god! My parents oh. never carried my bag for me. <laughs> oh my gosh! I don't know, man. It was just it was so. Nor would I want terrible. them to. I mean, that's. Yeah, but yeah. see right there, you're setting a tone that it's more important than it is. Yes. I mean, exactly. right there. I mean, right. you're already setting a tone for the kid. On, I mean, freaking Federer carries his own bag on oh My gosh. Board. I mean, ridiculous. Do it. Why would, you know, I don't know. I don't know. But, but see, yeah, we could talk a little bit more about, um, or sorry, what were you going to say? Well, I was just going to say, segueing, I think you probably talking about high school tennis. Yeah, I was going to say, because um, you coached high school tennis, and you can talk a little bit about the the I guess it's still part of junior tennis is high school yeah, tennis and, yeah. and what that's like. And you know, it was so interesting. I, I thought having been a player that I had kind of experienced all I needed to know about it and I thought that would transition easily into coaching, but it isn't. I mean, being it's on the other side different. of the fence is a whole nother world. And I, I gained a humongous appreciation for coaches that I didn't have before because I just didn't realize what went into it and how stressful it is to be on the outside of the fence and not, listen, I would rather be serving the ball than telling someone, you know, to do it. I mean, yeah. it's, you have no yeah. control. But anyways, you know, you can definitely tell which of the, the high school players were those little kids, you know, because those seeds grow and they become outrageous tennis players mm-hmm. when they're adults and they act the same way. Yeah, We had one incident and we were playing a team and the kid was unhinged and his coach. And here's where it usually manifests itself in high school tennis. Everything is dictated by the coach. The coach allows it, it'll happen. Right. And set the tone. Set the, the tone. And the our culture. players our players knew very, you know, from day one, that's unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Not gonna happen. And if you act a fool on the court, I'm taking you off. Right. I really don't care. Because eighteen year olds don't rule the show and neither do sixteen, seventeen, no no it doesn't matter. You're a kid, you don't control it. Mm-hmm. So where it would happen a lot is programs that had, I would say, coaches that weren't very strong-willed or just simply weren't respected by their players. And we had an incident yeah. where um, we had a player who was you know, bombastic, and he, he cussed out one of my co-coaches. <laughs> I mean, just cussed her out. And I caught wind of it, and I came flying around the corner. I mean, flying. And I'm a brand-new coach. And so... I'm not really quite fully into this, you know, I'm an adult and I'm a coach and I'm supposed to be mature and stuff. And so it kind of had reverted back into my playing days and I'm starting to think like a player. And I approach the kid who's from the other team who's just unhinged and he cusses me out and says, what are you going to do? And kind of flinches at me. What are you going to do about it? You know, again, right. And in my head, I'm like, again, I'm thinking like a player. So I think I said something like, are you kidding me, bro? (laughs) Brah. And literally, as soon as those words left my mouth, I was like, oh my gosh, this is a 17-year-old boy yeah. 
I am an adult and I am like in a banter with him. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I can't do that. <laughs> it's like the cops are going to be called. Right. I mean, literally, we'll I'm get like, arrested well, well, for... I mean, so ridiculous. I mean, what am I challenging the 17 year old kid? I mean, ridiculous. So I had to kind of get myself back in order, talk to the coach, and was like, you need to get him under control. And he still was outrageous, but he calmed down. But I mean, and I even I had written a letter to his athletic director, and oh I mean boy. I I was so strongly worded letter. It was, but I was so shocked at the liberty he felt to yeah. talk to adults that way, particularly a female. I mean, my co- yeah. my co head coach was a, a woman, and he the things he said, I was like, you got to be kidding! I mean, unbelievable. <laughs> and even worse, his parents are sitting right there doing nothing. And what struck that's, me the most, that's very shocking. I was more disappointed in the parents than I even was the coach. I mean, listen, if I would have said even a fraction of those things, you know, I, first off, that would have never happened in, in the high school program I played with because my head coach did not stand for any of that. Like, shout out to Gary Ellis. Shout out to Gary Ellis. Like, <laughs> elegant tennis. <laughs> again, elegant tennis, seriously. But I mean, like, he didn't put up with that crap at all. Like, you are going to be respectful and you are going to be a decent person, or I'm just pulling you off the court. That simple. Yeah. So we never really had any we certainly never felt the liberty to do that we just knew what was going to happen and this kid i mean he felt like he had no regard at all for authority respecting so i was just anyways over over the top mad about that and um again i was more disgusted by his parents than anything yeah how how does that work because like a parent you're just you're seeing your kid act like a butthole and oh my gosh isn't that that's so how do you not just like pull him by the the scruff, you know, know. and then just carry him out of, Off of, the, court. of the court and just yeah. be like, you are never playing ever again. ever again. Once he, I always felt that way as a coach. Like, my players are a reflection of me. Yeah. If they're, if they're idiots and they're a-holes, then that must mean I am too because I allow it. Right. Um, I can't imagine if my kid did that. I mean, what kind of reflection is that on you as a parent? Like, and very clearly, it makes sense why he's that way because he's doing it and you're doing nothing about it. You're right. sitting there watching yeah. him act insane and doing completely nothing. It sh- I mean, I was, it, it blew my mind. Um, and we had a couple instances like that. It, they were pretty far, you know, pretty few and far in between. But when it happened, it was like a holy crap moment. Like I, I couldn't believe how different it was from even when I played. I mean, I had such respect for my coach that mm. I, I was, frankly, I was scared of him. I mean, I was scared. But you're right. I think it, I think it is that some of the teams that maybe aren't well established in tennis you know they just don't have like good coaches and they just find some like pe teacher to to go and coach the team and then they just don't know how to handle because as we've already touched on on with this podcast that tennis players are uh they can be very psychotic they can (laughs) be very angry they're angsty kids they're probably the number one kids who would uh most likely listen to like emo um music (laughs) and anguish and angst and and stuff like that i mean even punch holes in the wall cry after matches yeah. like me yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know it's true though i mean yeah i if, like i said it, tennis is a unique kind of pressure cooker where yeah. when you're in it you, you sometimes act outside of yourself you don't even you know like when that kid like i said when that kid cussed out me and my co-coach like i don't think he even knew mm-hmm. i mean i think he just saw red I don't, yeah, think, I don't yeah, think he, he was just, even... He just lost it. He just completely yeah. lost every bit of control he had. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, I, again, I saw a lot of that. I mean, we saw a lot of it as, as players playing. Sure, yeah. I mean, I, I can think of, and I can't think of a specific example, but I know there are examples of when I did things I wasn't proud of, and you get off the court, and an hour later you're sitting there thinking, you go, God, I looked like an absolute asshole. Yeah, I think about that more. I think it, 
back then I don't really realize it, but now, like, when I'm older, sometimes, you know, when you're at, uh, laying in bed at, like, 3 a.m. and you can't sleep and you're flashing back to all the cringy things that happen in your life. Yes. Nowadays, they're all, they're all coming back, clear yeah. as day, and I'm just like, wow, you were a little butt. It's true, though. <laughs> no, it's true, though. I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, I can think of, I can think of situations where I remember thinking, why in the world did I do that? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I couldn't even justify why I act so unirrational. Yeah. What do you think the worst thing you did as a junior tennis player is, maybe? The worst thing I did is, so I never broke a racket, Oof. ever. I broke a couple. I never, I mean, <laughs> I never did. Um, and Not on of, purpose, but and I part did. Part of that was because a, a conversation very early with my parents in which my dad said simply, we will, we will buy your rackets until you break one. And then you will buy them yourself. And I never did because I was like, I'm not break- I'm not going to buy these. These things are like 200 bucks. I'm not buying yeah. these things. So that was number. I never, did, I never did break my racket. But there was an instance in college when I lost control of myself. Uh-huh. And I screamed at my coach. I really? screamed at my players, uh, my, my teammates. And I stormed out of the facility. Like I was literally under control. Wow. And I don't think it was completely, um, you know, you weren't wrong. I mean, right. They deserved it. There was, there was a, <laughs> yeah. I don't think it was completely. You for, weren't being the bubble. <laughs> and I, and I, and I had said something to my mom and I don't remember what it was. I obviously I didn't swear to anything like that because I was scared to death. My That's dad. That's where you cross. Yeah. Know, I mean, my, don't cross the line. Exactly. My dad would have probably, you know, drop kicked me into. decapitated you. Right. Yeah. So I, I didn't do that, but I, I had said something like, you know, whatever mom get away from me or something yeah. stupid like that yeah. i don't know what it was but i mean it was just complete disrespect and i remember you know you, you sit there you sit outside and you cool off for 40 minutes and you go oh my god i'm such an immature idiot like my mom drives to iowa with my dad to come watch me on their weekend mm-hmm. and i and my reaction to that is to yell at her that's ridiculous and yeah. that just comes with maturity but that's probably the the thing that stuck with me the most and i thought oh that makes me feel sick about myself yeah how about you um, I don't really, I can't remember anything like specific, but I think in general, like when I look back at myself as a junior player, I think I was very loud. I think I talked a lot like to myself and like after, almost after every point, like yeah. I would have to say something. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a big come on and let's go or who wasn't, I mean, but I, I did it like a lot and yeah. would scream it at the top of my lungs, which I know pissed off a lot of sure. my opponents yeah. and stuff. And yeah. That almost, yeah, that's almost gotten me into a couple fights and stuff, but, um, or like we talked about. <laughs> not real fights. Not real fights. <laughs> God, no. No, not right. with tennis. <laughs> Your tennis no, here. No, <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, I think I was, it was a lot of that. Um, there was one time I cheated someone on purpose for a big point. I've done that I, before. I, I, sure. I, I, there was one, and I, I've. I think I felt bad about it at the time, but I kind of didn't care. Yeah. Um, it was like a third set, you know, match. Right. Um, and, yeah, I think I was just like... Uh, but but that's the thing, too, is I think I was kind of annoying to play against and annoying to watch, probably. And that's probably why my parents didn't really like watching me that much. Yeah. Um, but I was never, like... I don't think I was ever disrespectful to yeah. my opponent. I don't think I ever cussed out a coach yeah i never lost it like kind of like that you know um so i think there was a line in my head that i could i could be mad at myself 
but, but I couldn't, couldn't take it out, take it out on other people, yeah. you know? Yeah. That's so. a pretty good line to have. <laughs> right, right. Because, I, I mean, again, tennis is so individualized. I have broken a couple rackets, um, not on purpose, but, you know, you slam them and yeah. you hit the wrong spot and right. boom, one, one cracks. Freshman year, state semifinals, broke one in the third set. Um, and then I broke one in college. Uh, slammed a racket against my foot too. Didn't even I've done it a million times. Yeah. Slammed against my foot and just shatters. I will never forget one of my favorite stories. Um, we had a tournament and high school tournament, and uh, our uh, our players playing against a kid from the east side, and he um he wins, and there's of course line call issues, and there's drama in the match, and the kid takes all of his rackets. And goes out and bashes his mother's Mercedes Benz hood in, oh, um, and we all just kind of stared at each other like, "Oh my!" God. I mean, just <sighs> bashed her hood in with his rackets, and was she just like, "Stop it!" You know what's crazy? She literally was not that worked up about it, which yeah. was even more. Well, alarming. I guess if they have a Mercedes, you're probably not. Well, I'm too probably just picked up another one yeah. on the way home. She's like, oh, this is a lease anyway. But the quarter of the day was my dad looked at me and he was like, "You better never do that to my Buick." <laughs> He's like, oh, okay. do that to Mercedes. Yes, don't touch don't you American touch my Buick. Make. Don't touch my Buick. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that was one of those holy crap moments. That's and, hilarious. And of course, nothing can top the the really crazy story from high school was when, and again, this is a player, not as a coach. Um, we had a kid that became unhinged. Uh, long story short, not on your team, right? Not on my team. Uh, our our guys playing uh, an opponent, and the opponent freaks out. Busts his racket on the fence, throws his racket across the court at our guy, storms out, at swings, yeah, swings at uh, our player's dad, swings. misses him. This kid commits mo- simple battery and assault, right. you know, like three times. This kid's mom steps up and was like, "You need to stop." His mom, his own mom, he takes his mom and throws her down the hill, <laughs> and storms off. And he gets nose to nose with our coach, cusses him out, calls him every name in the book. At this point, I'm thinking somebody better grab an elephant tranquilizer or something and shoot him in the neck because this kid is going to burn the city down. And he continues, and some old lady comes out of the stand and was like, young man, that is the worst sportsmanship I've ever seen. like, I'll throw you down a hill too. He proceeds to cuss her out (laughs) and storms out. And at that point, I think someone there had kind of like restrained him. Someone called the cops. Literally, the cops came. Really? Yeah. And... Had taken him off the yeah, site. Yeah, because he like swung at somebody. It was through an was, old lady down. <laughs> it was literally ESPN worthy, but of course, who cares about high school yeah. tennis in West Michigan? Well, there was um, no uh, camera phones there was, at the time. I'm there, sure it would be all know, over the a, internet. That is literally point. a great point. There are there were no phones that really did that. So back in my day, that, that, well, seriously though, <laughs> you know, that would have been definitely like a news thing. And yeah, of course, nobody had those phones. We were too busy playing so Snake funny. and Pong on our phones. I know. Um, but that was a holy crap moment. And, you know, every court, there was 12 courts, all courts stopped. It yeah. was dead silent. Everyone's like, oh, my gosh. So that was probably the craziest, most outrageous thing I've seen in tennis, personally. <laughs> um, and usually people that are there are the only people that can believe me because people that hear that story like that mm-hmm. never happened. Oh, it happened. It was wild. That's so funny. Very wild. Man, I would pay a lot of money for, to, like, to see, see that, that. Yeah. it was crazy and it, it was one of those things that lasted probably 30 seconds but mm-hmm. felt like four hours didn't you tell me someone climbed up a tree once because they were so upset that did happen yeah. yes that did happen like they didn't know what to do with their emotions so they're like yeah. and, and they kinda, just like yeah and climb up just, a tree yeah just kind of disintegrated and like climbed up a tree type thing <laughs> um <laughs> yeah there's been a lot of those kind of things where people just 
and again, I feel like tennis is unique that way, right? The 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 pressure, the scrutiny is all on you. Mm-hmm. You did, you can't no argue the coach yeah. didn't put you in. You can't argue that your teammate didn't pass the ball. Mm-hmm. You can't argue that the ref screwed something up. That's true. You're it your is, own ref. You're your own <laughs> ref. I mean, yeah. it is all you every single point. So mm-hmm. for some people, that is just too much. And it becomes like, you know, overpowering and they just lose it. And I will say it, it's pretty remarkable what some people will do. I mean, it's kind of crazy. It's just hilarious sometimes. I mean, this isn't even just limited to tennis but how people emote their their anger sometimes and yeah it's like some people just lose it and, yeah. and and crack but uh you know just like the climbing the tree thing is just hilarious to me you know but i don't know why but but, but single-handedly the one of the best qualities that i think really good tennis players have um is amnesia they have short-term memory loss they have the ability to put bad decision-making, bad shots, errors behind them quickly. Or at least the good players. And refresh the good ones, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that, But, I, you know, I just remember it's so much easier as a coach. I mean, I remember preaching that over and over and over again to our players. You know, get over it. Be mature. But when you're a player and you're in the heat of the moment, man, and yeah. you've hit that backhand of the net five times in a row, mm-hmm. you want nothing more in the world than to smash a racket against the ground. Right. Um, what do you, How is it? You think uh, one thing because I did a little bit of coaching, um, yeah. not not crazy amount, not like take over a whole team, but one thing that always kind of drove me nuts, and I'm sure you can speak to this, but is how difficult it is to get teenagers to actually or, or kids just to like listen to you. Very difficult. <laughs> um, very, in my opinion, very difficult. Right. And then I think back to me being as a junior, and I'm like, yeah, you're right. I I, I don't think I listened to much you know particularly boys there were some people i listened to more than others but some people i was like i don't give a shit about what you talked about you know you know some coaches i think some coaches had that mentality of like listen it's a little bit old school my way or the highway sure and i think that gets you nowhere with younger generations for me it was like let me build a trust relationship with them and then it turned into not so much do what i tell you to do because i said so and it turned into do what I tell you to do because it's, it's going to help you win. Trust yeah, me. Help me win. Yeah. <laughs> but, and, it's, and, yeah and, and invariably, that'll help me win yeah. as well. And, and I remember. You look good. I mean, I remember saying that to guys. I mean, you know, on changeovers, they would question something you'd say. And you, you laugh a little bit because I'm like, listen, bud, you know, your four doubles. Yeah. I know a little something about tennis. I yeah. mean, just trust me on this one. Yeah. Getting your first serve in really does help, I promise. <laughs> and. You know, when they question you, I go, why would I tell you something that wouldn't help you? If you win, I win. Yeah. You know, and I want to be a state champion. You want to be a state champion. Why would I say something that's not going to help you? Um, hitting 125 mile an hour serve. I know, but it's better, one, coach. Yeah. One I mean, every 30 serves. Or my favorite, right? And everyone remembers this if they played high school tennis. The kid that hit 500 mile an hour first serve and the second yeah. serve was a dink. Yeah, that's Two kind of mile an hour. And it's like somehow that yeah, worked in their we mind. Both, both know a couple of players oh, that for sure. have done that. Oh, yeah. Then. And... <laughs> Um, yeah, so it, I will say that's what was so fun about winning the state. It wasn't just winning state. It was the fact that I, we somehow found a way to get 12 guys to all agree on a mission right. and to do what they had to do to get it done. And that was, I mean, don't get me wrong, were there days when I wanted to like, you know, just scream and run to the woods and say, I'm going to go climb a tree. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm going to go coach something else. Sure. Definitely. Um, 
But <laughs> what would you coach? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. I, Football. I guess something that didn't involve just I not know. coach. I guess at all. <laughs> I was NASCAR racing. As NASCAR. Well as coach. Yeah. <laughs> just turn left. Yeah, just turn left. You'll be fine. <laughs> um, it's, it's easy. Trust me. Yeah, you do it every day. But no, you're right. Though it's very difficult to get young people to do what you want them to, just because I don't know something about that age, right? You think you know more, and you don't care, and yeah, you know. Yeah, I think <clears> I was. I was looking back now, like, um, I wish I was not as stubborn yeah me too think in my ways i I think i I was very stubborn not only like as a a person um but i someone argue i'm still very stubborn but i was very stubborn in playing another player um in that i i really wanted to impose my own game on somebody even if they were better than me or if my particular game style matched up with theirs right um, and I blame that 100% on Roger Federer um, growing up and being a, a Federer fan because that's how he played. He would, he right. would play the same way every time, um, but he's also Roger Federer, so he could do whatever he wants. <laughs> and I imagine myself as Roger Federer. I'm like, well, I'm just going to hit big serves and forehands all the time um, you know, and just try and hit lines and, and stuff like that. And I could imagine looking back now as a coach, that must have been just like, if it was working, I'm sure it was, it was it was fantastic. But like, you know, if it's not working, you're just like Nick, just take a little bit of pace off the ball, put a little bit more shape on the shot, yeah. like grind out some points. Right. You don't have to hit 130. You know, I'd never hit. You know, really, it, it, and I tried to yeah. I tried to explain that to some of our players, and you, you just learn so much more as a coach. But at the high school tennis level, and you know, because you played it, you would be shocked how many matches you will win by having. A good first serve percentage, mm-hmm. and having a high return percentage, just getting the ball into just play. Just get the ball in. I mean, I would, I would tell, especially, especially your lower positions, right? I mean, yeah. you're talking about four doubles. I would be like, guys, if you hit the ball back, like our our odds of winning the point dramatically rise. Yeah. The other team, it's it's crazy how that works, but it, usually the person who misses less oh wins the match, right? Well, and, you know, and you have to learn as a coach to somewhat, you know. Um, censor yourself because what you want to say to some of your players you know the kid you know the kid's playing four doubles and he's trying to hit a you know out wide backhand up the line over the highest part of the net mm-hmm. you want to say i wouldn't recommend roger Federer hit that yeah why would i have you hit that? but it would look really cool if, if it goes in though yep oh and you know what's so funny we all know those kids too and i was this way to a degree i always called them espn top tenors the mm-hmm. kids that didn't care if they won or lost, they just wanted one or two shots yeah. that made everyone go, "Whoa!" Yeah, the gamble you know? fees of the literally though, the gamble <laughs> fees of the junior the junior rankings. But I mean, I, I remember telling kids that I remember saying, "Why do you care how you look?" It's like one one thousandth of the talent that right. gamble fees has. <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah. I, my thing was, you know, I'm not saying you can't make that shot. I'm saying both physics and mm-hmm. statistics say <laughs> you're not likely going to make that shot very often. You know, physics wise, you know, it's not going to work. Not out. smart, but yeah, you know, it's, it's it's kind of funny you say that. I mean, I, I think I mean everything I do, I think like a coach. But I mean, I'm curious from a person who hasn't done a ton of maybe coaching in that way as a player. What would you say was your favorite quality of a coach? What worked well with you as a player? Um, as a coach, I think you know I, I like them. I liked my high school and college coach a lot. I think they were both really uh, supportive, but they were so different, I yeah. think. 
So were mine. Um, Very different. The college coach at Aquinas, I think, was a really good motivator. He, he, he knew how to motivate his players. Right. And he knew how to treat each one differently. That's you it. Know, every every kid gets motivated differently. You coach the player. You coach the player. And um, he knew with me, I think, that I needed someone who was going to kind of uh, keep my energy high and like yeah. kind of pump me up a little bit, you know? Because um, one of my... One, usually when I would play bad, I think I would play kind of slow and sluggish and all, and all that kind of stuff. And if I was a little disinterested in the match, you know, um, but <clears throat> he did a good job of like really motivating in, in that kind of aspect. And then the high school coach was just, he was a great organizer. He was a great planner. Yeah. Um, everything was very well constructed as a team. He put together a really good team. Right. Um, and I appreciated that, but he didn't really do too much. I think, or at least not with me. I think he focused more on doubles. Yeah. But because you know i had my coach at south shore um that i worked with most of the time anyway and he was more of my technique coach you know and physical training and all that kind of stuff so um but yeah i think i think that's that's a great quality in a coach is knowing how to how to motivate each player differently i couldn't agree with you more on that i couldn't agree with you more and you know, I, I would say very similar to me. I, I couldn't say enough good things about my high school coach. I mean, for me, he was the coach of all coaches, and anything I know about coaching came from him. But what I thought made him so particularly good was, to your point, he coached the player. He knew that I was the kind of kid that needed someone to challenge him and mm-hmm. to kick him in the butt, right? So he would – I remember one of my matches, I was struggling and being a whiny baby, and he finally said, fine, you default. I'll go write you down. Uh-huh. Default, get off the court. Because <laughs> he knew yeah. that would fire me up. Sure. And then, it wake you up. It wake me up, and it did. And right. I, I think you're right. I think coaching to the player are what the best coaches do. I mean, they do. And X's and O's are fine and dandy and all that, but there is there's something to be said for you know one size doesn't fit all. No, I mean no, it doesn't. Not at all. And the old school coaches that had that mentality, I think they just lose out on a lot of opportunity to win because you know if you if your approach is my way or the highway, well, kids that are 15, 16, 17, they'll take the highway. Mm-hmm. Um, so you gotta, you know, you're the mature adult. You gotta come down and help them in a way that they can, you know, digest. So, yeah. Just make sure they don't end up, you know, pushing old ladies down a hill or (laughs) climbing up a tree or anything. I think you, you, you do pretty well as a coach, as long as your, your players don't do that. Yeah. You know, for sure. I mean, it's Uh, it's always a respect thing. Yeah. But anyway, we're, we're definitely old now because we're talking about kids and oh, gosh is that awful their iphones and oh my gosh and uh and then like <laughs> back in my day we yeah, used know. white tennis balls <laughs> and wood rackets yeah no, I know, I right yeah we're not that old but like it's it's getting there it's oh. it's it's creeping in slowly year after year oh, all right gosh. should probably wrap this up but uh any final thoughts on junior tennis um no other than it's one of my favorite parts of life because you met some of the most interesting people and some of the most interesting stories and Mm -hmm. yeah i think you develop a lot as a person from that stuff yeah it's kind of fun to see where some of these people are at now like some of the people how they behave on the court and you like see them they're like you know working some you know in jail (laughs) (laughs) that's what i was gonna say where they where do they end up (laughs) what jail they're in um or you hope they are exactly (laughs) so um but yeah i think that about that's about it i don't think i have anything else all righty guys we'll uh 
catch you again on episode number four. Yeah. And uh, thanks for stopping by thanks with the uh, live listening. ball.